Welcome back, one and all, to Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 34 and still no cupcake, guys. Still no cupcake. Why can't 35 just be as special as 34? That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's been an ongoing joke, guys, that I just can't let go of just yet, but I will have a cupcake to celebrate all the way back to when we had episode 30. It will happen, guys. It will happen. I do want to apologize in advance for my nasally sound right now. I am going through what they like to call a head cold. Yes, shout out to my AC for, of course, delivering the uh, the head cold. The gunky stuff, as we like to also call it. All right, guys, enough with that. Hope you had a great week. We're on to a lot of great sports stuff that happened this past week. So let's dive on in. And first up, we have the NFL. And in the NFL... I don't know if we've necessarily hit the twilight hour, but hey, there's not a lot cooking right now, guys. Okay, there's still some free agents to sort out, but listen, a few more weeks to go. We're going to be in training camp, fantasy football, all that good stuff. But right now, the two things that are being talked about right now is Aaron Rodgers went golfing and said, we'll see. And I don't know when it comes to his Packers future. Okay. Okay. And we've already talked about this. Time will tell, but you know, this is just we in general, sports has talked about Rodgers. I understand it's an ongoing story, but this is where we're at right now in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers goes golfing, says, I don't know. Top storyline. We also have Devin Bush getting in some hot water right now, and I don't mean a hot tub. He's getting in some hot water right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers with his tweets. I don't know what's happening if he lost his password. And it got hacked or if he's just going through something right now. But uh, again, Devin Bush tweeting is also a top storyline right now. This is where we're at in the NFL, guys. We're excited for, of course, the upcoming weeks. We got training camp to talk about fantasy football. And of course, around the corner is preseason, which means we're almost back. We're almost back. All right, guys, that just about wraps up the NFL's portion of first up heading over to MLB. And in Major League Baseball, guys, I have to, of course, start off by saying my Cleveland Indians are really going through it right now. I mean, terribly going through it to the point where they are one for nine in their past nine or ten games, which is actually not good at all, guys. Not good at all. Uh, I want to say, you know, that there's going to be better days ahead. But you know what? With that being said, I don't know if I can necessarily even stand by that. We had the players coming back, which is a huge key right now. Um, but overall, we are truly, truly going through it. I mean, I uh, listen, we've lost literally eight games in a row right now, okay? I, I don't know how much more I can help mention to you guys that we really, truly have fallen apart at the seams, not just as a rotation, which we will talk about, but as a team, I mean, Team-wise, we just seem to have like let it go, uh, and and sad, but it's also the truth. It's the truth. We've fallen apart. I mean, the rotation needs a lot of help right now. Okay, the rotation needs a lot of help. And beyond the rotation, it's just like the offense is so hit or miss. The bullpen's been blowing it. The defense, there's errors. The silver lining is we have Roberto Perez back. Fremel Reyes back. Police act's about to come back. Uh, we lose Eddie Rosario. We lose, obviously, Josh Naylor. We knew that. Um, 
but there, there's reinforcements coming. I think uh, Savali and Bieber will be big keys to that, but we got to make a trade, man. I really think the glaring issue, get a center fielder. If you feel good with Harold Ramirez, great. Okay, fantastic. And if you can think you can piece it together without Eddie Rosario in the outfield, you know, you got Mercado, you got Zimmer, but you, you at least need a stud in center field. And with that too, you need, I think, a rotation piece. You need someone to at least, I mean, there's no one to really put the fires out right now. Eight game losing streak, guys. We're 42 and 41. We're playing a doubleheader right now as we speak with the Rays who just whooped us like eight nothing. I mean, it's bleak times for the Indians right now. And we're at the midway point. So they got to turn it around, guys. I'm not, for once this season, I'm not feeling great with these guys. Eight game losing streak. That's pretty horrible, guys. That's pretty horrible. Uh, my two highlights this week, though, to end on a good note for Major League Baseball. We have the Red Sox coming in at uh, 54 and 33, eight and two in their last 10 games in first place. And we have the Dodgers at 53 and 33, uh, sneaking back up to first place. And both teams staying very hot right now, guys, doing the opposite of my Cleveland Indians. So uh, you got to highlight them. Going to be interesting to see how the beginning of this month is and how the end of this month shakes out because with trades coming up, and obviously we're making it now past at that point we'll be past the all-star break it's gonna be very interesting to see Alrighty, guys that just about wraps up the baseball's portion of first up you know what that means we're so incredibly blessed to be graced by mitchell mack's presence again welcome back mitchell mack denny it is good to be back my man i was out last week but you know what i'm here for the nba finals you guys that's and what let me we're tell talking you, about. Game one, game one was a doozy, folks. Before we go into it, I want to talk about Denny and I texted before the game. I texted him. I was like, hey, Suns and six. So it's out in the universe. All right. And then Denny texted me. He said, Bucks and five. This is said, a true story. He said, Bucks and five. So just so you know, our predictions are out. I said, Suns and six before we saw the game. Denny said, Bucks and five before we saw the game. And, you know, it was. It was, it was a really good game, and I think this game showed how good three players on the Suns are. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. Oh, my gosh. They are so good. Uh, but, Denny, uh, before we get into this, like, what, what were some of your takeaways from what you saw? Because I know you're, you're a Bucks fan. I know you're rooting for Giannis. So what did you think of his performance? Well, I mean, right off the bat, you got to give credit to uh, Giannis for coming back off of that hyperextended left knee and being able to, you know, come up with that performance that he was able to. Yeah. I'm just very impressed. Uh, I think I got to give the analogy again, man. I can't use a Mack truck, but I have to give the analogy. Shout out to my guy, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Kawhi. But uh, I got to say my guy, Giannis is kind of like a Toyota Tundra. Like, <laughs> Wait until he gets going, guys. Like we already we already know what happens when he gets going. He was already off and flying, but then of course that that left knee injury. So I think he's a big key in this series. I think every game I would not be shocked that he, as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna keep getting better and better. And momentum's gonna build. And it's all about momentum. I've said this time and time again. And with that being said, Drew Holiday, man, uh still super elite it just he wasn't hitting those threes like he normally was yeah uh, middleton was not as well they were clinking off the rim uh you know so with that being said i think 
game one, the Suns, they were at home. The momentum was there, but this is a very long series. Although I believe it's over in five, it's a very long series <laughs> regardless. And, and sometimes you got to save your best punches for last. Uh, Aiden's a beast, man, with those rebounds. I don't know if he had like 20-plus rebounds. Close to it. Close to, close to a 2020 game. Okay. Something like that. And then, of course, Chris Paul is going to ball out. Uh, and Booker, man, it's, it's really it's, – I'll say this. It is the Bucks versus Nets all over again. Oh, okay. So, so how do you mean? How do you mean it's it's Bucks versus Nets all over again? Even though the Suns are very deep, and I'm not trying to I give a full on analogy as far as like player to player, but they have mm-hmm. a big three, and that big three is dangerous. Even though it's a different type of big three than what the Nets have, and I think I want to believe that the Bucks have exactly what's needed to neutralize that i know i think they know how to isolate chris paul with drew holiday i, I even think that our guy uh, brooke lopez is going to be able to help isolate Aiton. so okay i'm glad you brought brooke lopez up i was in my notes i have brooke lopez keep him in question mark because here's my problem with brooke lopez from what i was watching in the game offensively he's he's one of their better players he shoots threes consistently he has a good post game he's very skilled but defensively he is a huge liability and in the nba today a big thing is switching right so so chris paul's guy will set the screen so then brooke lopez is guarding him so you have a seven footer guarding a six foot chris paul and they would use brooke lopez like that all the time they would set the screen, they would switch. So then Brooke Lopez would be on Devin Booker. So he would be on whoever. And when he was in, offensively, he was good, but defensively, he was worse than he was. Uh, you know, like I think the sure. plus minus was worse. And like in the second half, he barely played because he was such a liability. And they had Giannis playing at the five, which I thought was a good move. And I'm like, Giannis is athletic enough, he's strong enough. Um, here's my thing about the bucks because I love the bucks and I love Giannis. I love his style of play. Um, but he doesn't have quite what it takes yet. And by that, I mean a jump shot and, sure. it, and it was, it was hard being, being a Giannis fan. And like, it's weird. Cause like I'm rooting against them. Cause I want the sun. I think the Suns will win. Uh, but watching Deandre Ayton on him was incredible he was like really really good defensively and he would make sure he couldn't drive properly and he would be like hey man if you want to shoot shoot we've all seen this before you know i think he made one three-pointer that night and something else i want to talk about is chris middleton i I agreed with everything you were saying about the bucks until chris middleton because like even though it seemed like he had a bad game statistically he had a really good game he shot 50 percent from the floor and 50 percent from three and normally when Chris Middleton plays well, the Bucks win. And like, that's normally really like even that happens all the time. But this time, Chris Middleton, he scored like 30 points and they couldn't quite get it. And like, maybe you're right. Maybe when Giannis is fully healthy, maybe those two will come back together. And, um, yeah. but, I, but personally, like liking the Bucks, I, I'd be, if I were a Bucks fan, I'd be a little scared watching game one. Uh, and, and it's because of, uh, like I said, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, they seem to be offensively incredible and defensively. DeAndre Ayton is doing a great job. And last thing I got to say, uh, I wrote this down. What yeah. was it? Cameron Payne, dude. Cameron Payne is about to come into some money. He oh. was coming off the bench. 
Oh my gosh, was Lighten he it good. Up. And he's so fast. And, and he's like, and he's got a good shot. He, he can finish really well, left or right. Like he's about to get a big contract, which is another point I want to bring up before I let you talk. Whoever, <laughs> anytime anyone has played with Chris Paul ever, they should give him like half a million dollars. I swear he makes everyone better. He makes everyone around him better. Like That's DeAndre so Ayton, true. Blake Griffin, he's making all these guys better. And so like everyone who's ever played with Chris Paul should just give him half a million dollars. Be like, hey man, thank you because you made me like $20 million after playing with you. No, yeah, that's a beautiful point. He, uh, he's a true, he embodies a true superstar. Uh, oh yeah. You know, a uh, complete game changer, which I have always elevated game changers over playmakers. He knows how to literally change the game and change it for others and change oh, their yeah. lives. He's a life changer. Like a good guy. <laughs> no, but Chris Paul is there. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, but, uh, Oh, yeah. were you going to say something? Because I, I have a question for you if, if you are going to say something. For it. So uh, something that's been on NBA Twitter, NBA Instagram is talking about how this finals is tainted because of injuries. Because we had Kyrie Irving, we had James Harden, uh, we had, you know, Kawhi. Kind of, we had Kawhi being injured and, and like all these injuries throughout the playoffs, uh, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. And so I want to ask you personally, from what you've seen in the history of the NBA, blah, blah, blah. Do you think this finals will be looked back at as like tainted or with an asterisk? No, no. And I, and I lead by saying, sure, as you just got to embrace it. I mean, not to contradict myself after saying that you have to embrace it, but you know, part of that, uh, you know, media feed, um, the comments and on Twitter, wherever it may be, it's elevator music, but you got to embrace it just to, of course, um, acknowledge what, you know, maybe a majority is, you know, is actually trying to say, um, mm. would the same say that it was tainted last year when the Lakers won yeah. and, and it never happened like that before in the bubble. I, I mean, it's such a weird year that, you know, uh, LeBron was able to take advantage. He had the talent. He had, of course, uh, you know, a, a unique atmosphere being the bubble and he was able to hit, uh, you know, while lightning was striking, you know, but with that being said, that's the beautiful thing in sports. As long as you're not the Astros, you know, you're not the Patriots, yeah. you're not actually actively banging on a trash can or, you know, flattening a football to, you know, gain an advantage or putting steroids in your body. Um, yeah. No, no, there's absolutely no taintedness. I, I know even LeBron complained about, you know, with the shortened season. Okay. It is it's sports. Listen, it's sports. And no matter how much you try to draw up a game plan, it's improvised. Life is improvised. You have to overcome objectives, you yeah. know, and obstacles. And that's just part of it. And a good team will be able to do that. Actually, a great team will be able to do it. A good team will get be able to get to the playoffs. But a great team will be able to overcome anything that co goes their way and uh, finish out on top. And it's not always going to be traditional. It's not always going to be the cute, you know, start in October, you know, end in, you know, May or June. It's Things are going to happen and you're going to have to adjust. It's actually, this goes back to another point I wanted to make too. Um, in in regards to Brooke Lopez and, and and the play calling that the Suns are making, there's two things I've learned outside of defense wins championships, and it's momentum, and it's it's all games, all sports. It's, it's a game of adjustments. I don't care yeah. if you're playing tic tac toe. Someone's <laughs> someone's gonna learn how do you you know put X's and O's across the board, and they're gonna consistently beat you until you learn how to adjust. So it's always a game of adjustments. Yeah, I. I, I definitely think so. And, and I, I agree with everything you're saying. I don't think it's tainted. And, and you know, people are like, 
uh, like with the bubble. They're like, it's different, so it's so it's bad. And it's like, it's no, it's different, so it's good. We'd never seen the bubble before. That was exciting. And yeah, I know this is this isn't exciting in a way because you know they're talking about it being tainted from injuries, which isn't great. But you know, like that's the path we're on. This is real life. Injuries happen. You know, it's not NBA 2K where you can just turn off injuries. You know, no. like they're real. They exist. They always and, and happen. Yeah, and it sucks. But that's that's kind of the world we live in right now. You know, it's like, and and now we have a Bucks and Suns finals. And personally, I love it because you know, going into this season and going into most seasons, everyone's always sure. You know, it's like, oh, it's gonna be Nets Lakers. You know, and I like that everyone was wrong. I like that I was wrong. I picked the 76ers and the Utah Jazz, and I was wrong. And I like that. I like the unpredictability of it. Um, and and I, you brought up Giannis, and you talked about adjustments. I want to shout. I want to throw out one idea for you, okay? So sure. th- this season or this series, Giannis is not gonna get get a jump shot. He's not just gonna magically, you know, appear as like Michael Jordan in the mid range, right? So here's sure. what I want from Giannis. I want Giannis to become a Dennis Rodman, Hakeem Olajuwon hybrid. I want him to go all in on the defensive end, to go all in on rebounds, and I want him to be in the paint. And I want him to, you know, use some post moves, things like that, because you have Chris Middleton, you have Drew Holiday, you have a lot of other shooters that are really good. And like Giannis needs to do what he does best, which he's a defensive player of the year. He should be defending. You know, he's seven feet tall. He should be in the paint. He should be doing all these things. He should be an energy guy. And like he can still get finals MVP doing that. And he can still lead the Bucks doing that. But, like, I saw he, he took a three-pointer because DeAndre Ayton was giving him, like, you know, 10 feet of space. And, like, that's not a championship mentality. That's not going to your strength. You need to, you know, go into him, draw a double team, pass to an open guy type of deal. Instead of just settling for a jump shot, which you know you're probably not going to make. And, and I don't know, like, like, do you think, talking about adjustments, do you think Giannis needs to change his mindset? Or do you think he needs to go even more, like take even more shots and be even more, uh, you know, like big on the offensive end? What do you think? No, I mean, the game of adjustments can be found right within the paint. I think if he's, you know, going to commit more towards staying in the paint, Mm. finding ways to open up spaces for guys like Middleton, Drew Holiday, and, you know, some of their sharp shooters, play to your strengths. And, And moving forward in years to come, I think, you know evolve evolution to that will will be even more key to evolve but right now i I, you know i wouldn't it's a well-oiled machine you didn't get here by accident so um, i think they need to play their game but uh within playing their game he needs to play to his strengths oh yeah i i definitely think so And, and i think i think we'll see brooke lopez um I, I think we'll see Brooke Lopez coming off the bench as a scoring boost, and that's it. I think Bobby Portis will start at the four, and Giannis will be at the five a lot more uh, if if they make those adjustments because something Mike Budenholder doesn't really do is adjustments a lot. Like, he doesn't really change things, and that's something that people are kind of afraid of. They're like, hey, you saw game one. Are you going to do something, or are you just going to do it all over again? Uh, but So you're, you're still sticking with uh, with Bucks and five after, after game oh, one yeah. that you've seen? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I still feel a little cheated to be honest. That I called the Bucks and Clippers back in December, and had it not been for that Mack truck going down, baby, yeah, I don't think the Suns even make it. 
I wanted to say this last week and I know, you know, we didn't have a chance to, to uh, conversate about this, but uh, the idea that uh, my Mack truck, you know, popped that tire at the end of the season, had he not, I don't think we even see the suns here. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I could definitely see that. Um, but I gotta say, I, this Suns team from what I've seen in game one, they are just so complete. They're good. They're great on offense. They're great on defense. They're really deep. Yeah, they are. They, you know, and so, so I, I think with Kawhi, it would have been a longer series. Um, or, or you know, but, but yeah, it. I, I really like the Suns, and that's why I'm picking them for this game. Oh, and that's the last thing. Last thing, and then I think we're done talking about this series. Um, for for this week, it's that Chris Paul and um Devin Booker, their best guys, they can shoot. And they can shoot in the clutch. And that's, I think that's the main reason I chose them. Cause I, like I said, I love Giannis, but he doesn't have the jump shot. And like, and so offensively, he's not as versatile. And so hopefully he proves me wrong. You know, I'm hoping well, he proves me wrong. I'm, I'm, this is the first time I'm not picking with my heart. This is the first time I'm like looking at this objectively and being like, okay, blah, 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 numbers, da, 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 da. da. There we go. Hopefully it uh, proves me right. <laughs> I respect, I respect, I, you know, we've, we've joked about seeing the same old episode being played over and over again. Mm. I've seen this. I've seen this where the Bucks, I don't know how many times the Bucks this playoffs actually came out in a league. One. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, or sometimes game two. Like it's, we've seen it already. And then it looks like, oh my gosh, man, the Bucks are going down until they aren't. And, then they and now, they back. Have, now they have a lead and now they're burying you. And now you're what? down 20. It's like, yeah, and that's, wait, that is weird. And that it doesn't show like up us. on paper. It doesn't, where, where's the paper? Uh-huh. But what about the nets? What are the nets doing? They're at home watching it actually. So it doesn't always matter about paper. I mean, it's paper's great. And the, like I was saying, the sons, you got to give respect. You're totally right. They're so sound on offense and defense are such a complete team mm-hmm. on paper. The bucks almost, you wonder like, how are they already in this position to, to win this game? When the Suns are so good, I have trust that the Bucks are going to be able to continue to repeat this method. And I think a lot of that method is uh, a serious one-two punch with like uh, Middleton and Giannis, you know, going at it with the nut with the Suns. Mm-hmm. But then out of nowhere, you got like Drew Holiday. That's just like that sneaky gut punch. It's like that's not fair. And he's just doing some ridiculous things. So I think this team just needs to get going. It's it's game one. I've seen it happen too many times to. I'm not overreacting on game one. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. But we will, time will tell. We will see if the, if it is uh, Suns in six or if it's Bucks in five. I respect, I respect Mitchell Mack. And you know what? I also respect the closing of first up. That's right. You know what that means? We're heading on over to second that emotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We love it. We're going to miss it here soon as the NBA winds down. But we have you until then. Um, we're going to start off with uh, my lineup for this week in uh, fantasy baseball. Ooh. And for all those who are getting excited in another few weeks, we're going to start uh, laying those Easter eggs, if you will, about fantasy football. Uh-oh. Fantasy football will be here before you know it. As training camp will be here at the end of this month. So we're going to start turning our shock face. That is a great, uh, for anyone just listening right now to this. You're missing out. You're missing out. Go to YouTube. (laughs) All righty, guys. My uh, starting rotation, 
for fantasy baseball is uh, Brandon Woodruff, Tyler Miggle, and Colby Allard. My closer is Liam Hendricks. Coming in at closer, or coming in at catcher, I should say, is Wilson Contreras. First base is Freddie Freeman. Second is Whit Merrifield. Shortstop is my own. I'm at Rosario. Third base is Manny Machado. DH is my very own. Friend Mel Reyes, he's coming back, and he is hot, hot, hot. Uh, we got outfield Ronald Acuna Jr., Joey Gallo, and Shohei Otani, who made MLB history, by the way, as being the very first to be selected as a pitcher and the hitter and in the home run derby. This guy's unstoppable. Just pick him up if you haven't already. Or you probably do have him. Everyone has him. Start him. Even I have him. Yeah, everybody. Everybody has him. Oh, my gosh. Well, that just about wraps up Second Daddy Motion. Mitchell Mack, we're so thankful you were back. Dude, it's always good to be here, Denny. Always good to be back. Well, you know what? Then don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Never. And I'll just be on the Zoom link forever. All right. Well, until next week, you have a great one. and We'll see you around. You too, Denford. All right, guys. Nope. Oh my gosh, guys. Such a good time having Mitchell Mack on the show again. So much great knowledge with the NBA and always fun having them hang around for second that emotion. You know what that means, guys? We're heading right on over to... <laughs> oh my gosh, you would not believe it right now, guys. We have a first time on the show, double whammy, Jack Nicholson and Mark Wahlberg. Welcome to the show. Danny, it's great to be here on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here, all right? Yeah, all right? What? No, what? Huh? Hey, slow down there. Wow, this is going to be pretty epic, guys. Uh, really thankful to have you on the show. What do you guys think of the NBA? I know you guys are huge NBA fans. This is pretty exciting, right? Yeah, it's the exact opposite of exciting, Denny. I hate it with all my heart. Yeah, yeah, me too, all right? I hate it so much, all right? It's like, hey, where are my freaking Boston Celtics, all right? Yeah, exactly, and my Lakers, where's the purple and gold? I should be at Staples Center chopping down some nachos. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, all right? Yeah, I should, I should be at... You know, Boston with a beer or something. All right. What? Huh? What? No. What? Huh? No. I mean, I hear you guys. I hear you. But don't you think this is a good thing for the NBA that like some small market teams are actually getting a big stage and, you know, neither. No player has ever won a championship on either of these teams. What are you talking about? No, that's terrible. All right. We want the Celtics. We want to get ring number 18. Hey, we also want to get ring number 18. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't think you can handle that many banners, all right? No, you can't handle that many banners. Hey, you want to go right now, old man? Yeah, I think I do want to go right now. Okay, no fighting on my show, guys. Hey, I'll oh choke you out, gosh. all right? I know jujitsu, all right? Well. Boston jujitsu. It's like jujitsu, but you get Dunkin' Donuts afterwards. Yeah, I'm sure. And then you deflate a football, but we're not going to talk about that right hey, now. Hey, whoa, guys. whoa, whoa. What are you talking about, all right? We never did that, all right? Tom Brady never did that, all right? He's perfect, all right? Calm down. I've seen his wiener, all right? What? No. All right, this is getting weird. Oh, my gosh, guys. I, I just got to I gotta say, I mean, it's a nice thing 
for the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are going through a lot, you know. With Who cares about Aaron Rodgers? Who know? cares about Aaron Rodgers? You know what I care about? Eating nachos courtside of Staples Center. Hey, man, it sounds like you just want to eat nachos, all right? Like you're not even interested in basketball, all right? Well, maybe there's some validity to that. Uh-huh. Okay, guys. You know what? I feel like you guys need to go back in the limo and and work this out with each other. Yeah, I'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, we do. I don't know why we got a joint limo. All right, we're both millionaires. It doesn't make sense. Well, whoop de freaking do. Denny was good to be here. Hopefully, the Suns and the Bucks both die in a fiery inferno. No, we don't want that. We don't hey, want that. Hey. That's a good idea. All right. Yeah. They die. All right. Yeah. No, guys. Oh, my we'll God. We'll leave you on that note, Danny Glasser. All right. Yeah. Guys. All right. Goodbye. What? No. What? Oh, my gosh, guys. Such a good time having Jack Nicholson and Mark Wahlberg on the show. Don't agree with their NBA takes, but definitely enjoyed having them on and in the studio. All righty. You know, now we're finally heading over to Last Draw. And in Last Draw, my only bone to pick, I've had enough of it. It's my last straw. This week is the NFL and their prices. You know, I'm starting to think about NFL games. The NFL is coming up around the corner. And I can't help but think that, geez, oh, Pete, those prices are expensive. You know, shouldn't the NFL look to cut the prices of going to a game down a little bit? I mean, the idea is 16 games. Let's, you know, have them spend as much as possible because it's only 16 of these games. Whereas, like, baseball, you can get, you know, games as short as – Cheap as $6 because there's 162 of them. Well, the NFL went to 17 games, so they should lower the prices somewhat. That's an extra game. Look at, think of all that revenue, you know, disperse it, lower the tickets. Don't make me have to pay two, $300 for not that great of seats or four or $500 for okay seats. Come on now. I mean, I, I wrote out a list, okay? Here's my, my three reasons why they should lower the prices. One, one more game. Like we were just saying, it's spread out. Spread the ticket price out. Two, the economy, guys. Come on. Although it may look like it's turning a corner, it's still going through it. So give us a break. Number three, I want to go to the Steelers versus San Diego Chargers game later this year. Help me out, NFL. Don't make me have to pay $400 a ticket. Help me out. All right, guys, that is my rant. That's my show. I hope you guys had a great time listening and an even better week ahead. And until next time, I'll see you then. Uh, Bye-bye.